Yes, yes, party people in the place to be. This is the war, the return of the war post-game, NFL post-game, Bears coverage for 2022, uh, re- resurrecting our NFL coverage with uh, new faces, uh, one new face, at least here you can see to the side of me. Uh, no, this is your man Kyle Means, if you don't know. But uh, my man with me next to me, Saul Rodriguez, is uh, you know if you're familiar with the At Bat podcast, and uh, you know he's already done a couple. You know, he's done like a show with uh, uh, Running with Wars, well, he's mm-hmm. you know producing for us, but he's also our Bleed Bears reporter. So uh, the the best pickup of the off season, in my opinion, uh, Mr. Saul Rodriguez joining me here for uh, a nice little powwow. After the Bears, uh, you know, surprising and uh, you know, pretty, uh, you know, pretty, you know, wet and wild, I'd say, uh, nineteen to ten win uh, for Week One opening, opening week of the NFL season. Uh, you know, Trey Lance and uh, Justin Fields, the storylines all obvious there coming in. Uh, you know, and, and we saw a lot of. Uh, you, we saw a lot of interesting things from both guys, from both teams, you know, good and bad. You know, basically it was a, a tale of two halves type thing for the Bears. You know, went scoreless in the first half, but came on with three touchdowns in that second half. While the rain, you know, uh, was off and on, but by the end of the night, in the, the afternoon, it was a monsoon. And, uh, you know, shout out to the Bears. I actually shout out the Bears, you know, I uh, was a little annoyed that I couldn't be out there in person. Me or Saul uh, weren't out there, uh, though we were, uh, you know, we are credentialed members of the Bears media, but for some reason uh, we weren't, uh, uh, our credentials weren't uh, passed through for this week. But uh, given that it was raining sideways by the end of the of the game, I'm really not tripping over that. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of glad I was able to stay home and, and watch the game uh, in the warm confines of my crib. But uh, Saw, uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, but, uh, you know, man, just give us uh, your overall thoughts on the game, man, and, uh, you know, uh, what, what do you think was uh, some so most important uh, sort of sticking uh, uh, coming out of the game for you? Well, first of all, I think. Uh, well, first of all, thank for the intro- thank you for the introduction, and I'm glad to be here. Uh, joining Warren. Yeah, glad uh, to have you, man. Yeah, all things on there. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I think every- what everyone's gonna be talking about mostly is the rain. <laughs> I think it was just re- like insane, like yeah. and, and uh, affecting so many parts of the game. Uh, but I will say this: uh, the way that the Bears kind of uh, kind of woke up in the second half a little bit, whether it be offensively, whether it was just in fields or whatever. The running game, I think, wasn't really there all game until, like, for example, Khalil Herbert, for example, uh, at the end. Um, but, yeah, I think what stands out to me is kind of just the resilience, the Bears staying in the game, uh, the defense stepping up when it, need, when it needed to, um, and just the Bears being able to contain uh, a young quarterback like Trey Lance and, and, and pull out an, an, a yeah, crazy upset game despite, you know um, – uh, the, the weather conditions and all that, I think that was probably um, the one of the craziest things about week one for sure when it all when it when it when it all ends after Monday. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it, it was it was good to see how they re the Bears defense really uh, 
Uh, yeah, right quick. We well, before I get back into some commentary, we, uh, we you know we're we're live on Twitter as uh, mm-hmm. you know we're under running with war. Uh, so ignore that for now, but uh, uh, definitely oh, yeah. look at us live on on Twitter. Uh, we're live streaming now. As well as YouTube, uh, YouTube's a good place. It'll, it'll, I guess it'll say "Running with War" on there too, but that's technically our basketball show. Uh, this is our post-game Bears uh, broadcast. But uh, yeah, we are live on YouTube and Twitter uh, at uh, War Media on Twitter. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, you know, encouraging to see the bet. The defense really, if you if you look at the defense overall. You know, despite the fact that they lost uh, Khalil Mack and, you know, uh, Akeem Hicks is no longer here and some of these mainstays and, you know, the defense, the coaches, there's been a complete overall the coaches, but, you know, Allen Williams, the coordinator, and, of course, Eberflus, a defensive coordinator, veteran defensive coordinator himself, have brought the same principle, really the principles that we always want to see in the Bears defense over from their time in Indianapolis, the hits philosophy, everybody you know may know that at this week, uh, today, they make notice throughout the offseason and have made note of it today, starting with, you know, the early uh, punch out that Jalen Johnson was able to do, forcing the fumble. That was a key play early on there. You know, you wind up getting uh, – you know, a, a big uh, interception in a near pick six from Bojack uh, in the second half. You know, really just a lot of flying around, energetic uh, defense, and you know, like I say hard hits, hard, you know, hard effort, and and they they kept after of uh, the 49ers in a lot of ways and kept the team in the game. I I was resigned <laughs> in the first half to this being like well, another game where the Bears have to uh, – the defense has to keep the Bears in the game by all means, and the offense is just not going to be there. But, uh, you know, as we'll, we'll uh, again reiterate in the second half, that wasn't the case. But in the first half, that very much was the case. But they kept up their energy throughout the game, and they were they were not only there to keep the Bears in the game in the first half, they – help close it out in the second half. And that's, you know, like I said, it was, you were seeing contributions at all levels, you know, people like Dominique, Dominique Robinson, so many, uh, so many people are wondering like, what's this kid's going to be like? And he's looking out out the box. Like he's going to be ready to rush the quarterback pretty consistently. Uh, Brisker and Gordon were doing well in the back, in the backfield. I mean, these are young guys coming in right away and contributing to this defense, and at the same time, you get some veteran uh, contrib- contributions as well. Like I said, uh, Bojack with the interception, Roquan has seven tackles uh, to lead the team today and two assists on top of that, uh, but seven solo tackles on his own. So, you know, he's he's ready to play for his money, <laughs> basically. And, you know, this these are all just very encouraging things from the most – you know, reliable uh, phase of the team already defense. So that's good to see. And then on top of that, like you said, you have that, uh, you know, the offense adding on that in the second half. But, uh, but, but again, let's, let's, let's stick on, let's stick with the defense again, because you no, know, for now, uh, 
they were facing Trey Lance, and that was a big, you know, aspect about this game. A big, you know, you know, what is he going to be like? What is he going? How much is he going to show us in this first game? And at times, he did look like, uh, you know, I think overall, I think the 49ers did make the good, make the uh, better choice in having him start over uh, Garoppolo to come into this season, moving on. And moving on from Jimmy G, where there is, you know, pretty much a ceiling on his uh, progression and his uh, evolution as a quarterback, moving on to this young kid with, you know, who you putting him with a lot of different uh, people around him who can score, who can contribute. Like, you know, we saw the touchdown today from Devo, you know, Mitchell, who they, uh, you know, got injured and, and came out the game. He's a good piece. And uh, you know, a few others on that on that offense, Ayuk and, and such, you know, but he it was a it was a rough one for him, man, to start off uh properly start off his career as a starting quarterback, playing against that Bears defense and playing in that rain, that weather. He I know I'm sure he's gonna remember this game for, for quite a while. No, yeah, I mean I think uh the way that he played in the preseason a lot of, you know, he got a lot of scrutiny for like, you know, he didn't look like, you know, the, the starting quarterback they wanted. And then, but it's like, I don't know, for me, I, I think it's, I don't know. It's, it's not much to look into. It's the preseason. A lot of guys, you know, look better once you can you know, get to, you know, real game like this. And yeah. And in the beginning, um, uh, it just, in the most part, I would say most of the game, he had some very impressive plays. He had a lot of gutsy runs. I feel like I know, uh, yeah. And what, what I put in one of the tweets that I had today in today's game, I was like, this dude looked like Pac-Man, you know, at one moment, because he was like getting every he was going in like between guys and, and finding a way through. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely I agree with you in the fact that um, they made the right decision over Garoppolo um, and just because of uh, Trey Lance's athleticism, because and obviously they've compared him a little bit to Justin Fields in the way that they react to situations and the way that he runs around kind of avoiding chaos, as I always say, with, with Justin Fields. And um, it showed today. And I think it, it really, especially towards the end, as much as they didn't, you know, get the big throws and, and all that late in the game, uh, Trey Lance was there to, you know, uh, get a couple first downs running. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a gutsy performance regardless of the situation. I know the conditions are bad, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think I definitely see – uh, the 49ers, despite this loss and despite the, the you know, the, um, all the talk that's going to happen after this, I'm sure it's a, mostly negative. Um, they're going in the right direction. Right. They, it, we got to remember, too, this is a team that started two and four, you know, last year. And that's what that was the record they had when they came into Soldier Field to beat the Bears last year. They were two and four and they, they wound up in the NFC Championship game last year. So, you know, part of that I think is the reason why they wound up switching from Jimmy G was because they might have felt that they underachieved in a lot of ways mm-hmm. in the in the regular season, or that they or that they like I said they were just limited in as much as they could get from him as compared to Lance. And the interesting thing about the numbers that they were Lance is that they're already the you know they they're already willing to utilize him the, to the to rely on him. In a lot, you know, for his run as well as his passing, he had uh thirteen uh thirteen completions for twenty eight yards on uh only one hundred sixty four passing yards in this game, uh, and he had as many carries as he had completions thirteen uh for fifty four yards 
So, uh, you know, he led the team in both carries and uh, rushing yards uh, as well as his passing yards today. So they're going to be relying a lot on him, you know, uh, in general to contribute. But, you know, he's got to do more than he – and he's going to have to do more going forward than he did today. He only had – didn't have any uh, touchdown completions, uh, had one interception, and then didn't even rush any touchdowns either. So, you know, you compare that to – it was like you know you brought up the comparison, like uh, in a lot of ways they sort of mirror each other, uh, given their talents and their abilities, and uh, you know where they uh, you know them of course always going to be compared to each other coming out of the same draft, you know Fields that was, it was the start wasn't that great for him, but he winds up with uh, eight completions on seventeen uh, attempts. Uh, passing 121 yards. The important thing for him is that he had two touchdowns compared to uh, one interception. He had that bad forced throw over the over the middle uh, early on in the game, but didn't make another mistake of that caliber throughout the game. Uh, in the second half, it looks like uh, Luke Getze, uh, you know, at least in this game, showed his ability to adjust and uh, get, you know, get, Fields out in the open field for some plays, for some runs. Uh, Fields ran 11 times for 28 yards. Uh, not a high average, but a lot of that, a lot of some of those carries, you know, would just you know, wound up being sack plays and stuff like that. Uh, you know, just, you know, again, issues with the offensive line that's going to be the case throughout the year. But, you know, Fields made plays and when it counted, he made plays. And when, uh, you know, uh, uh, on a couple of bigger cases, when his guys got open, got in the open, he found them and they scored. And that's more than you could say for most of what he was able to do last year uh, with Nagy and that offense that they provided. So you know, this we're seeing progression here. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done, uh, especially on offense. But we're seeing progression here, and they were, you know, this team last year would not have won this game. But they won it this this week because they were able to take advantage of situations in the second half, and uh, you know it, it was good to see they you know got a you know Montgomery didn't look that great you know that was uh, kind of rough seeing him on some plays but Herbert you know he he kind of scooted on a few and wound up getting in the end zone himself in the second half so you know uh, what's what's your take on on the offense and how it executed uh, particularly in that second half so. Yeah, and in the first half, I agree with you. You said it earlier and just like uh, kind of alluded to the fact that it, it was kind of like a tale of two halves in, in, in a way. Um, but, yeah, the first half, I was for sure like, I'm like, here we go again. Like, it's the same as last year. Uh, there, there there just wasn't um, that many throws that Fields was completing and the running game was stagnant. As much as, like I said, it stayed most of the game, except for, of course, like the little burst of, of Herbert. But, yeah, Montgomery, you know, not much was there either. Um, I guess you can accredit a little bit to the San Francisco defense, but at the same time with the depth of running back to Montgomery is, you know, it, you, you could argue, still make an argument that he, he should have, you know, had more, way more yards. But um, I think too, like the way that uh, Fields uh, has played uh, when under pressure, um, he's sur- sure he has had to adapt. I think it's more of like, he's adapted to more of like, that's more, more than it's his style of play. But I think that the way that the the offense was able to kind of yeah help him out as you said find those guys that were wide open you know, like Pettis or or Pringle at the end um, it, it it all worked out in the end and it's something that for the most part 
uh, yeah, like with any Bears quarterback, uh, it's more than we can say, especially recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't. I, I find uh, as as someone who didn't really wanted to play much into the whole Dominique Foxworth stuff from a couple of days ago. I I, I pain myself at doing this, but I'm, I'm gonna read a tweet. A tweet from Skip Bayless here. <laughs> uh, there. I'm, I'm not. I haven't even really digested yet, so I don't know exactly what point he makes. But let's see what he what point he makes. There is no way to fairly critique. Trey Lance's first game performance in the driving Chicago rain, but watch the poor kid will suffer a deluge of criticism from Jimmy G lovers all week long. I don't know how many Jimmy G lovers there are, but (laughs) (laughs) that's skip for you. But I don't actually, I don't think it's going to be that much of a of a controversy Mm -hmm. going out there in San Francisco. At least there shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it will be manufactured by the national media or or even maybe the local media out there. But you know they they sh- really shouldn't be too hard on themselves. I think again it was key that I think Mitchell coming out was key and the no the, yeah. the weather was key. Like it was that was crazy weather towards the end, mm-hmm. and they still had a good chance to you know to take over the game towards the end. I, although you know. I felt pretty confident when the Bears got up three. I still felt pretty – I felt pretty confident beginning at that point where I was like, you know, I don't know if Lance got it in him to really take back the game at that point. Well, definitely when they got up – got the, the next score and got up, uh, you know, nine, you know, should have – you know, should have been a 21-0, of course, but, uh, you know, Kyle Santos struggled uh, mm-hmm. today. But, you know, when, once the Bears got up by nine, I was pretty – I was feeling pretty confident at that point. And uh, you know, Lance is just, like I said, he's still he's still trying to still learning to to, to run, man. He, you know, he, he I don't know if he's crawling, but he, he he's he's still trying to walk at least. He's not running yet. So uh, you know, literally, not I mean figuratively, not literally. He can't run, but you know, uh he's 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 it's still gonna take some time with him, definitely. And um, you know, so like I say, you know, really we could put that for them, you know, good luck. For San Francisco, you know, try to do what you can in that tough a uh, tough NFC West. But the Bears knocked them off. <laughs> they got the pat. They got past them, uh, and and a good again a good sign of progression for a team that last year should have beat them, but they didn't. And uh, this year they did. They made they made it happen. And um, you know what what else you know that maybe that we haven't talked about yet or anything that sort of stood out to you. I, I'm, I'm going to go back to some stats here, maybe look at some stuff that, uh, you know, sort of stood out both positively and negatively maybe. I think a negative I would say definitely is the lack of use uh, of the tight ends uh, in the offense. You know, there was that one play with Griffin uh, along the sideline where, mm. uh, you know, he didn't, you know, he caught it, but he didn't you know, get his feet in. But uh, you wind up with nothing from commit. That's very disappointing, uh, especially giving that uh, you know him commit and field in the short in the some of the you no know, they didn't have much time to play with uh, play with each other on the preseason uh, in the preseason games. But you know, especially in that Browns game, that last Browns game, they had connected a couple times, and it was looking like okay, this is what we uh, can expect to see in the regular season. But today. No, nothing from him. That's that shouldn't be 
that's something that Nagy and them would do, man. You got to, you know, you know Getsy, man, Flus, you got to do better than that, you know. But, uh, no, hopefully we'll definitely next week with against Green Bay. They're going to have to have some contribution from Komet. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully that'll not be the case. I do like the fact that uh, now another thing with the offense is to get, again, the passing game, we're not, you know, we're, we're, it, the, the Bears just aren't a passing factory yet. The fields, uh, still some work on his connecting downfield. But you know he was he was uh, he found Pettis for the one play the big the one big play for fifty one yards he got you know Pringle on a nice one and and of course Equinemius on the touchdown uh, David Montgomery actually leads the receivers today with three catches so he's the only one with multiple catches so you know of course that's a lot of that's coming off screens coming out mm-hmm. the backfield so you know that's one thing going forward too. Hopefully the Bears can find better ways to get the ball upfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Mooney, you know, Mooney only had one catch. You know, got to see more for Mooney as well, you know. Uh, so yep. it's, you know, there's, like I say, work in progress, man. But, you know, uh, it, you know, I'm I try to try to look at some more positive stuff. But I think you have to probably go to the defense to look at overall positives. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to dig, dig at, dig for some more positives, but uh, I'll I'll leave it to you, Saul. Like, what mm-hmm. from your eyes, you know, and uh, uh, what your point of view? What what was uh, some other things that stood out for you today? No, yeah, I think uh, the way that Eddie Jackson kind of redeemed himself. I think the way that like he yeah. played, you know, at the beginning uh, was a little shaky. I, th- I know they were kind of putting him like they said one on one with. Uh, with Debo and kind of Debo just bullied him, man. It's like in that one play, not to say Debo wouldn't bully a lot of guys in there, but you know, he, he did there. And, and then the, you know, you know, being able to kind of in the second half, um, you know, kind of pull it together and, and make big plays when it, when he needed to. Uh, but also just a rookie play too, like Jaquan Brisker. I think he played well all game, just kind of, you know, being hungry in there, getting those tackles. And, um, but yeah, no, I think the, the defense is definitely the star of the game for sure that, that deserves to be talked about. Um, uh, I just think that it's. I just think it's funny, right? Because like they're gonna talk about the defense, and they always do, right? But I think the only reason why they'll br- a lot of people will bring up the like you know Justin Fields making big big plays just because we're probably not used to it. You know, it's just seeing stuff like that, you know, and when, when yeah, when you need, when you need the it. quarterbacks always get the outside. Yeah, they yeah. They, they, they they it's it's outsized criticism or outsized mm-hmm. love, you know, depending depending on situations. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. I said the plays that he made that impacted the game. You definitely deserve to give him the credit credit mm-hmm. for that. He make he helps make plays. There was you no know, some scrambles as well where he made plays and got you know got uh, allowed the Bears to advance the ball when you know they they couldn't have otherwise. You know he made mm-hmm. he makes stuff like that happen. That's why he's a potential game changer. But you know they, like I say, there's still just that consistent execution. That you know, crisp passing, you know, getting the getting receivers in, you know, running routes in good positions where they can, you know, make plays and and everything like that. It wasn't much in the way of drops, I think, in this game. But uh, you know, they like I say they just, you know, the Forty ers got a good defense as well. They mm-hmm. very good defense, some speedy guys. They were able to keep up with people like uh, you know, Byron Pringle. In, in the in the up the field when they were trying to run with them and stuff. So 
Yes, yeah, you know this is it was a it was a challenge for both quarterbacks on both sides. But uh, go back to the defense though. You mentioned you know Eddie Jackson being able to make plays in the you know openly in the field. That's what and, and you mentioned Brisker and his ability to tackle and you know uh, you know contribute that way. That's exactly what the Bears were looking for mm-hmm. in getting Brisker out the draft this year. They needed a strong safety so that, you know, uh, Bojack don't have to bother with being strong. He could be mm-hmm. the free safety that everybody wants him to be, the playmaker guy who can jump out in front of some passing lanes and make a big play every now and then. First interception since 2019 today. I mean, that's crazy, man. You know, when you think about who just who he was on that 2018 team, and how much of an impact he was, like for him to really fall off. Though know, he did a little, he did a little less in the the year after, but really nothing since then. You know, if he can get back to anywhere near that player that he was in 2018, that's gonna make a big difference for this defense. And Brisker's gonna make a big di- uh big difference for this defense too. Again, given his aggressiveness, his ability to play, uh, you know, multiple levels on multiple levels and play physically, you know, just fantastic stuff, man. You know, uh, I said, going back to the numbers, he had uh, four tackles on his own. Uh, you know, uh, Gordon has six, you know, uh, the playing, you know, he's going to be switching at, at different corner positions at times with some nickels, sometimes on the, on the outside, you know, Nick, Nick Morrow, Nichols Morrow with five tackles. Kendall Vildor had five tackles. You know, good for him. And, of course, uh, Dominique Robinson, four tackles, two assists, and one and a half sacks. That's that's the big one there, four and a half, one and a half sacks. You know, Robert Quinn didn't really do much today. You know, mm-hmm. uh, only had one tackle contributed to him, uh, tri- attributed to him, I should say. Uh uh, Armin, Armin Watts, too, is a guy to look out for. He had two tackles today, but uh, his ability, he he, he could have some ability to uh, help definitely uh, up the middle with, with pressure. Uh, that was a, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, said that was a pretty pretty good pickup to be able to get after cuts and everything there. So, you know, you're looking at, you know, very much a, a better defensive line for the Bears that they had than they had just two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they can, you know, produce and do what they need to do, you know, already against a young uh, mobile guy like Trey Lance, they're going to be opportunities for them to really impact some games going forward, maybe even next week. You know, uh, you know, uh, a- Rodgers isn't, you know, he, he, he can move, but he's not, he can't move like Trey Lance. <laughs> So you know if the Bears can if the Bears can get after him next next Sunday night and do some things you know make make things a little harder on him than usual maybe we won't see him talking about his ownership of the Bears as much uh, on Sunday night football but we'll that's a good looking ahead but uh yeah like I say pretty pretty good stuff man today we uh you know a good way to start off another year. And uh, you know, I like I said before we get into uh, you know, the overlook of the rest of the the league, uh, the rest of the early games, and you know, starting the beginning of these uh, afternoon, late afternoon games. 
Uh, anything else you wanted to throw out there from this, from today? I think, uh, again, the weather was, weather was, you know, interesting. Uh, I, I, I tweeted late in the game. This is a, this was a good argument for those proponents of bear weather. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we, there's been so much talk this week and in, in this, this, uh, off season about getting out of that type of stuff and getting in a nice, um, you know, modern facility out in Arlington Heights. And that looks to be the future, definitely. But uh, I, I think and, and there are going to be some times where you're going to miss some games like this. And and this is another thing about today, uh, you know, uh, Solomon, I, I don't think I, I can't ever remember really them playing a game like this this early in the season. Like usually – Openers are pretty, you know, sparkly, nice, shiny days. Mm-hmm. You know, September in, in Chicago, we still got mostly nice weather around here. But you know, uh, uh, you know, one uh, one of my tweets on the uh, uh, out to Jeff Eisenbrand, my man Jeff Eisenbrand, uh, tweeted like the the weather just went straight to November today. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like yeah, it's like what what is uh, all this stuff is. Yeah, we, we should be waiting another two months for all this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And, but but it worked for the Bears, man. And, and you know, that's like I said, it's one of those you could call it a perfect storm. Got to be the title for this episode, uh, the perfect storm. You know, uh, what, uh, like I said, weather. You know, inexperienced opposing quarterback defense came strong, and uh, just enough offense. <laughs> you know, that's the type of stuff that the Bears usually win with. You know. Yeah, and then kind of what you were uh, uh, saying before, too, and just, like, what also stood out to me is, like, if they can play like this against a 49ers team that has plenty of talented offensive weapons, it's going to say a lot, yeah. you know, when they play against a team like Green Bay. Sure, Green Bay is without, you know, Devontae Adams now, but they still got guys like Lazard, who obviously Rodgers likes for a reason, and I think they're, you know, uh, with, along with Aaron Jones, as you said, look kind of looking ahead a little bit, you know, I think that's probably one thing, too, that kind of popped into my head at the end. It's like, they got this win this week, right? Now we're moving on to next week. And it's definitely a big confidence booster going in. And, I mean, looking at uh, what's going on right now in Green Bay, as we're going to talk a little bit about around the league, uh, the Vikings, you know, up early on Green Bay. off there, And the Green mm-hmm. Bay offense haven't been doing that much yet. But, yeah, hopefully they can carry – the Bears can carry this in the next week and, and, and get this right. But you are also right in the fact that uh, I did – I have always li- – as much as I'm a big I'm, – I'm, I'm personally a big uh, – advocate for these guys, you know, going to Arlington, but I've always been uh, as much as, you know, we, people around here always complain about the weather. Right. But when it comes to like football and stuff, like I love that. I, lo- I love having like the type of advantage, like having like a, a team from California come here and get like just absolutely drenched in snow or, 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 or rain, especially in a playoff game. Like, you know, it's, so it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's obviously a big advantage. Um, but yeah, most likely, I guess mm-hmm. we're, we got a few years to enjoy it if they, they are going to end up moving to Arlington. Um, so it'll, it will definitely appreciate it way more, you know, in the future. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a couple ways to look at it. Like, you know, for, for, for bears, you know, for, for, for the bears themselves, you know, of course, a lot of our players come from warm weather areas and stuff too, mm-hmm. just like any, anybody else in the NFL. So, they might not always appreciate it, but they get the chance to play more of their games here than a team like San Francisco or or the like, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is that's part of the tradition. It's part of the uh, the culture here, you know, and and all mm-hmm. that, you know. Uh, 
yeah, I, I, you know, if looking, I guess, twenty years down the line, you know, they, I, I'm sure they're gonna, they're gonna be times where I'm, yeah, I'm probably gonna miss seeing games where, you know, the snow, where the snow fills the stadium or rain like this and everything like we saw today and all that. Probably won't miss the wind, but you know, you know, uh, and and or the bad grass if you know, yeah. Even, Although, like I say, it didn't make much of a difference for Santos today, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. But you know, I, you know, like I say, looking at these amazing stadiums, and, and you know, in Minnesota, we looking at one right now with the Green Bay game. Like, you know, the Bears should have a facility like that of their own. You know, I'm of the thinking that you know I'd rather them stay in the city somewhere. But you know, I'm 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 not necessarily against. I'm I'm pro them moving out of Soldier Field. I'm not pro necessarily all this nice, but you know, they that's something that apparently the family and the franchises wanted for decades, really, going back to Papa Bear. And, you know, that's sort of what they are intent to do. So, you know, them being the only franchise in the league that doesn't own this stadium doesn't make sense to me. They should own their own stadium and they should be able to maximize uh the stadium and whatever development they want to do around it the way that they want. So uh, if, you know, I still have worries about it in a generation or two being like a, a, a Washington situation where half the fan base doesn't want to go out to Northern Virginia. And, you know, they've lost a lot of their, you know, their their fervor in the D.C. area, the DMV area, because they're all out the way from their city. and And on top of that, they're not playing any type of football that makes you want to go out there. That's the thing for me. Like if the bears don't evolve their operations in the next 10 to 20 years, they can get all the money they want. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, they could, you know, get money hand over this Arlington development. But if they don't evolve the way that they do their football operations, and they're still producing mostly subpar football teams in the next 20, 20 years, you ain't going to need another team in the city to keep people away from that stadium. Mm -hmm. People are going to, you know, all the shit, when the shine come off that stadium or that development or whatever, people going to leave it alone on their own, especially here in the city. Because, you know, I'm not going to drive 90, 60, 90 minutes and do all this and that to see a 6-10 and 10 team that's doing the same crap that they did 30 years ago. And when I was disappointed in them, you know, so, you know, that's my opinion on that. We'll, there'll be much more deliberation on that uh, in the, in the months and years to come. But like I said, overall, I think that's going to be the situation. That's, that looks, that looks like that's going to be the situation. They are moving out there and they're going to leave behind bare weather and all this stuff and, you know, try to be more of a modern team, which is a good thing, but you know, you, you, you can stand to miss, stuff like days like this because sometimes a lot of times they do work in our favor and they worked in uh the bears favor today i say r i shouldn't be saying r but <laughs> they they worked in the bears favor today but uh yeah we're gonna uh probably wrap up here by the about the bottom of the hour uh 4 30 uh but uh you know pretty interesting uh week one overall in the nfl i don't know how much he was able to observe the rest of the league. But, you know, one thing that sort of ties into the Bears, you know, a sort of a comparison thing 
that jumps out to me off top is, uh, you know, like I say people getting their money. And, uh, you know, you got a situation here where, uh, you know, uh, you, you got, uh, you know, a player who hold, held out and, you know, re- represents himself, you know, doesn't have his own, doesn't have an agent, couldn't come to a deal in the, in the, in the camp or the preseason and is playing now on that last year of his deal. Of course, that's Roquan Smith here in Chicago, but uh, really the more publicized situation of that has happened in uh, Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Of course, reasonably, reasonably so. You're talking about a quarterback, a past NFL MVP, uh, really a game-changing guy. A lot of people say could be the one of the talents of his generation. And, uh, you know, he came out today and, again, like Roquan, he said, man, give me my money. <laughs> you know, I'm coming out here to perform. Stop fronting on me. And, uh, you know, he led the he led the Ravens to a big 24-9 win over the Jets. Let me look at his numbers because, uh, well, yeah, three touchdowns, uh, pass, three touchdowns passing, 17-13 uh, completions, 213 yards. So not – not a crazy day. He's had some way bigger days than that. But, uh, you know, they handled the Jets pretty well and uh, did that thing. So that's I'm, I'm, that's definitely something I'm I'm looking at, you know, developing throughout the rest of the season, you know, how Lamar is going to show out and, and try to get his money. And it's, it's worth comparing, I think, the two situations. Mm-hmm. You know, even, if, even though in some ways it is apples to oranges because quarterbacks are so – you know, their roles are so much bigger in the grand scheme of things for all franchises than, mm-hmm. than you know, even a great, you know, potentially all pro level guy like Roquan at his position. But, you know, it, it's still going to be interesting to see how they both go about things and how these two franchises handle these two star players, you know, comparisons. But, uh, you know, another thing, you know, staying in the AFC East, uh, AFC uh, North, excuse me. Uh, a big tie into the Bears is uh with Pittsburgh, uh Trubisky man getting getting the start uh as a as a Steelers quarterback, and uh he did pretty well. I, it looks like mm-hmm. uh, let me get to that. Well, that was a wild game, and winds up we wound we were able to uh, watch that game live uh here in in, in Chicago on Channel Two. It was on while the Bears were on, so I switched to that a few times. The Steelers wind up getting the win there in overtime. There was a, uh, I know there was a, you know, the Bengals had to come back. Steelers jumped out ahead, uh, like it was a 17 3 lead at one point. I think it was 17 6 at halftime. Yeah, 17 6 at halftime. Bengals, uh, you know, came back and uh, had a chance to tie the game late. I think it was a missed field goal. Uh, actually, take, uh, take the lead. Um, it was a missed field goal there, uh, extra point, I should say. Uh, a lot of missed extra points today. These these pro kickers, you know, looking bad as the college guys. College guys were bad last, yesterday. If you watched the college game, a lot of missed kicks in the in, in big games on the college level, and the pro kickers just as bad. And and the the bad thing about that is that the, if the pro kickers are that bad. You can't re- who you gonna replace them with? <laughs> the, the, the college kickers are bad too. You can't just pluck one of these young guys and say you know take over. 
They might have start getting uh, guys from Europe again to come over and kick. Man. <laughs> All these American guys don't want to kick no more. And, and you know, and you know, it's funny too. As, as you're saying that, um, I have the uh, the Chiefs and uh, Cardinals game in the back, and uh, yeah, that's Kansas good. City. Kansas City missed one too. So I, mm. I, I don't know what's going on in week one, but it's that's like I think that's like what is that one two like like five or six missed kicks already and that's not even counting all the other ones I haven't seen so yeah I, think, I guess the the kickers may be missing that fourth preseason game it's like they <laughs> yeah. need that you know but uh yeah, yeah the Pittsburgh pulled it out though uh Mitch uh no turnovers mm-hmm. uh in this game which is big for him you know yeah. 194 yards passing and then a touchdown uh you know he uh well, he ran a couple times too. Didn't get get big yards there though. But he's got a he got a nice you know set of com, you know really his best set of receivers that he's ever had. Uh, you know uh, in Pittsburgh, you know he connected a lot with their big tight end Pat uh, Fearmuth. I think I'm saying that right. Had uh connected with De- Deontay Johnson quite a bit too, seven times. So he's got a lot of guys he's gonna be able to throw to consistently and know. That you know, sort of mid, you know, short to uh, mid-range passing. They're gonna do a lot of that in Pittsburgh with him. He's he's gonna be able to do his thing. I, you know, mm-hmm. They got a they they picked up a nice young quarterback. It looks like in Kenny Pickett. You know, a, a Pittsburgh guy who they're familiar with, and uh, he, he's probably gonna be their future. But you know, Mitch can really have a chance to go to the playoffs and do something of substance with that team. I don't I said I don't know how long he'll be in that seat as a starter, but in the next that's a team that could possibly win now in Pittsburgh. They can and, and you look at Cincinnati, them being the defending AFC champions, they're still very much a threat. They got a lot of off, you know, some of the best offensive talent in the league. But, you know, they turned over the ball quite a bit today. There's still a lot of uh, issues for that team, and you know, really, you know, there's been a lot of. You no, know, Burrow had four interceptions today, uh, so you know, th- there's also a long history of teams who lose the Super Bowl, really coming back and having bad years afterwards. So, I don't know if the Bengals will be a good bet to, uh, you know, win that division, uh, especially with the Ravens and Pittsburgh already in it. You know, uh, so. You know, Pittsburgh may be able to leapfrog a couple teams in the AFC and, and do some things this year. Yeah, no, I think that's the one of the games I was also paying attention to. I, I have a friend who's a Steelers fan, but uh, just because of the Trubisky thing, like, I just want like to follow him because I'm like, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, just because he played here and just the media and all that, I think they gave him too much, uh, you know, too much negative comment, too much negative stuff. But it's yeah. like, I think – He's, I think he's a competent quarterback in the sense that he could start for a team like the Steelers. I think it's a perfect situation over there because the type yeah. of thing that the Steelers have, they don't I, – I, and not that you don't – I mean, everyone wants a star quarterback, but not that you need a star quarterback. That's the type of situation the Steelers are in with, the, with the, you know, the way their defense is set up and the type of offensive weapons they got. He doesn't have to do too much, and he's, you know, obviously excelled today and was able to – um, you know, beat Joe Burrows and, and beat the beat the you know Bengals. I think that was a big win for them, and very a very similar win to like I feel like with the Bears and, and, and 49ers in the sense that you know a lot of people did not expect that either. I think they expected the Bengals to kind of come out you know uh, and uh, get their first win against the Steelers and a team that's kind of still in, in development. I guess when it's, when it comes to the quarterback position and kind of seeing what you know what situation they're going to be, whether it's going to be Pickett or not. But yeah, 
that was another game that I, I was definitely watching. Um, and another thing I wanted to say too, kind of going back to what you said about the Lamar Jackson situation, is that kind of uh, uh, going up my alley a little bit. Kind of what it does remind me, besides the Roquan Smith thing, is uh, Aaron Judge and the Yankees, right? That they like they're he's also oh, playing in yeah. a situation right like that. And it's like for me, it doesn't make any sense. Because, like when it when it comes to and you made a good point with the Roquan thing, the defensive player compared to like a quarterback, but it's like. I don't know, man. If you have a, if you're trying to win and you're trying to win like in the next couple of years, for example, teams like the Ravens and the Yankees are trying to win now. That makes even less sense. But like, if you have a player like Lamar Jackson, a player like Aaron Judge, like sign him now. Like, I don't, there's no excuse to that, in my opinion. Just because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, unless it's the player wanting to test the market, that's another thing. But it's like you gotta, you gotta just give them what they want because you know you're trying to win now. And Lamar Jackson, when when I saw that, I was like, no way, they, they didn't extend this guy. Like they. I, I, it just doesn't make any sense because they're, you know, they want to win with that guy and he is definitely a star quarterback that can take a team to the Super Bowl. And, you know, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it is going to be definitely one of those stories that people are going to be talking about all season long um, because of the fact that uh, he's basically going to be, you know, uh, going to have the ball in his court. You can, Yeah, you got it, Saul, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it makes you wonder about these teams. Like, what, mm-hmm. is, what are y'all really on, man? Just – Give the guys what they want. Yeah, like these talents, these these guys will just come along every every now and then. Like, well, if the if you're the Yankees, you can sort of take for granted the talent like judges in a mm-hmm. way because they just if, if they don't produce a guy like that in their farm system, they typically just buy them off from somewhere else yeah. or trade or you know give up what they need for a trade. They're the Yankees, but at the same time, judges judges about. You know, as we go on a little baseball tangent here, the judge <laughs> is about to uh, he, he's about to set the American League home run record. Like, yeah, yeah you don't give that guy up, man. So mm-hmm. this, you know, they they went to their little arbitration thing with him earlier this summer. Like, you, know, you could have just saved all that, man. Just give him what he wants. And and uh, that's that was the thing. Like, that was a good point you made too. Like, if the, if the player is dead set on hitting the market. There's not much you can do as a team mm-hmm. in that in those occasions, but if if the guy is like, well, I want to be here, you know, there's I you know there's a similar situation with the Cubs mm-hmm. uh, last year with their guy with the the three guys the three big guys that they traded off, you know, for the most part they they all wanted to stay in Chicago, but they but the Cubs were dead set on like, now nah, we, we we doing this rebuild thing that we even though we're not admitting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're doing this rebuild thing, so uh, we know y'all y'all too much uh, y'all too uh, rich for us at this point. So we are gonna let you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the Yankees. The Yankees had no reason to let go of a judge, and no NFL team really is really has to give up their. You know we know that the quarterbacks, the 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 value of quarterbacks, the contracts, they only go in one direction. The trend that they only trend in one direction, they go up, but you know, it, it, you're gonna pay a lot more in lost wins and lost revenue if you don't hang on to a guy like Lamar Jackson. And uh, you know, it, it, you know, the, the, the backup guy is nice, he actually beat the Bears last week, last year, uh, when they played here in town, but he's not Lamar Jackson, so you. You hold on to that guy and give him what he wants, and especially when he's representing himself, it's like there's no get, there's no go between the dude is coming in every day working. You know, just go up to him and say, "Hey, what you want? I want this. Mm-hmm. All right, we let's print it up. 
Decide it. <laughs> and let's move on. You know what? What? That's the thing with, with, with the Roquan thing too. Like, like during mm-hmm. the, the the preseason, they was having these like talks. They 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 were like had brought on broadcast, so they would show him talking all you know uh, civilly. You know, uh, um, not, that's uh, you know he, they, they were just talking on the sideline with 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 poles and all these guys. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? If y'all ain't talking about this contract. But no, you ain't. If I was in that situation, if you ain't talking to me about my contract, you ain't got to be talking to me. Mm-hmm. You know, just talk to me about that money, and let's get this money situation dealt with right, and let's move on. But you know, I guess it's no. I said I ain't been in that situation, so you know, I guess there's more complications to it than that. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh continue this over overview of the league uh before we wrap up. Uh, looking. You know, looking at uh the division, the NFC North that the uh Bears occupy, they said uh we got two of the other teams going at it right now in the uh, America's game of the week for Fox. Uh you know, Packers down 10 0 now. It looked like it could have been 14 0 very much, mm-hmm. uh very easily, I should say. Uh, you know, Jefferson had a, a, a nice catch in the end zone. We only got one foot in. So uh, you know. Minnesota wasn't able to take advantage of that, but they still got the field goal, and they're up 10-0. Like you say, saw Green Bay off to a slow start, uh, particularly on offense. So it'll be interesting to see how this game play continues to play out. You know, Minnesota uh, did a lot of restructuring of this, you know, brought in a new GM and everything in the in the offseason as well. Uh, I forget, did they change coaches too? I forget. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I think. Yeah, oh well, but uh, <laughs> should, uh but uh, yeah, you know they did a lot of change and stuff throughout through the all season, and mm-hmm. you know, but they they retain a lot of talent. You know, you look at Justin Jefferson, like maybe arguably maybe the best the best uh, wide receiver in the league right now, and uh, you know they like I said enough talent on that team to where they were able to give up a guy like Armand Watts after cuts and, you know, the Bears jumped on them. So, you know, Minnesota's looking, they're a team that, you know, feels that they can compete in the division every year. And if they, you know, they pull all a win, they pull off a win here this week, uh, take advantage of, uh, you know, a slow starting Green Bay team, that'll be big for them. It, it kind of will be hard, harsh on the Bears too for next week because, you know, they're not going to want to go, 0-2, green, as in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 0-2 start overall and 0-2 in the division. So Green Bay loses, hey, the, it's going to make it a little bit harder on the Bears uh, for next week. But uh, did, did you did you confirm on the coach? Yeah, they, they switched the coaches. They got the offensive coordinator from uh, the Rams, Kevin O'Connell. Yes, right, right. And, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know why I forgot that because they mm. the Bears were all – the Bears and the Vikings were all in the mix with, these, with the coaches that – you know when they were doing the carousel and everything, uh, yeah. So they wound, yeah, they wound up getting him as a and and yeah. Again, I'm not again. I should, you know, <laughs> that was such a big big talk too. Was uh, when Harbaugh was uh, Jim Harbaugh was uh, supposedly leaving Michigan, and you know he, he was he, he's either gonna go to Minnesota or Chicago. He no one wasn't gonna be either. He was just getting more money from uh, getting more money from Michigan, but yeah, 
that was definitely like I say Minnesota uh did pretty much an overhaul of their uh situation like the Bears did. But uh, you know, nobody nobody was riding them all all uh you know uh off season about you know what <laughs> what they did and everything. I guess I guess people were confident in Kirk Cousins more than Justin Fields for some reason. Maybe maybe there was reason for that. But they like I said again, you do have like you have Justin Jefferson, you have uh oh uh, god they're running back uh Cook and everything. They got yeah they got Cook out. They, they got a they got talent up there. So you know they uh they got a chance to uh maybe you know make a make a they got a chance to take the division every year and today winning today would be a big deal for them uh especially over Green Bay always a big deal and that rivalry that rivalry you know bit bit more spicy you know low key than the Bears and Packers you know mm-hmm. for for some for some, for a lot of reasons but you know they uh they say they don't like each other up there uh but uh like I said again looking at the the north you know Detroit uh had a interesting week one against uh the Eagles they they lose 38-35 and uh you know they that was a comeback effort for them too they scored 14 mm-hmm. in the final quarter to uh, to make that a, a more competitive game than it would have been over otherwise Jared Goff you know playing against his former team big game from DeAndre Swift 15 carries and 144 yards and the touchdown they got two other touchdown rushing touchdowns for Jamal Williams uh, and uh, of course, uh, Armin Ra St. Brown, the brother of Equinemius St. Brown, had a touchdown really close to his brother. Uh, I don't know who did it first, but they both scored relatively close to each other mm-hmm. uh, this afternoon, and that was, they uh, got around on social media. So big up to big up to the the St. Brown family. I, I, I tweeted that you know there was some reason that their pops gave them those weird ass names. I guess so, you know they. <laughs> They were meant to stand out from day one, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good, uh, good on them. You know, hopefully Equinemius. I, I wasn't too high on that signing. You know, by the way, I, yeah, nah. You know, I he, he didn't do much in gray at all. And mm-hmm. I somebody tweeted about that, like he's matched, he's already matched his touchdown contribution for Green yeah. Bay. You know, here in Chicago. So, yeah, I think that was a uh, John Greenberg at Athletic. He uh he he, he he used that as an argument. You know, you know Greenberg. He's very sarcastic. Uh, argument that uh Fields is better than Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> He's already able to get more out of Equinemius than Rodgers. So that, I'm willing to go there. I'm, yeah. I'm willing. To, I'm willing to go there. You know, I'm, you know, why not? I'm, I'm willing to. Yeah, why not? You know, why not? But uh, yeah, that's uh, you know, uh, Detroit. Probably like they got some offensive talent as well, so mm-hmm. they may be in a lot of games like that this year. I don't know how many they're going to win, but mm-hmm. uh, you know they they couldn't pull it out. The Eagles, of course, a team a lot of people are high on. They brought in a lot of talent. <laughs> Excuse me, brought in a lot of talent in the off season. Uh, AJ Brown and the, and the like, and uh, you know the Jalen Hurts uh, had a pretty pretty yeah pretty good game. He didn't have any passing touchdowns, but had a rushing touchdown, but he uh, threw for 243 and ran for 90. So that's, you know, you talk about a guy who is coming into his own as a dual threat from quarter from the quarterback position. You know, we may be hearing a lot from Jalen Hurts this year, but uh, mm-hmm. 
Uh, again, going over the rest of the, the early scores, you know, Patriots kind of surprised on only seven points for them. They lose to the Dolphins 27, 20 to 7, uh, I should say. You know, the Browns edged out the Panthers in the uh, uh, Baker Mayfield uh, revenge game, supposed, but he, he couldn't pull it off. Uh, Browns uh, knocked them off. Saints overcame the Falcons. Uh, that was a late. Uh, late deciding game. They showed the end of that here in Chicago after the Bears were gone. Uh, it looks like the Colts and Texans wound up tying. Yeah. yeah. 20 to 20, of course. Those are two so-so teams. I thought I would have thought the Colts would have uh, took the Titans, but – I'm Texans, I'm saying, excuse me, uh, the Texans. But, uh, you know, Colts, Colts and uh, Texas tie and uh, – you know that's not a good that's not a good way to start your season with a no. tie. <laughs> okay, and uh, in, in, in that game they actually scored seventeen in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Colts did. Okay, they come back and they still couldn't. Yeah, they right, because they were there. The, yeah, so oh. yeah, the Colts the Colts salvaged something out of today. I guess you know, given that that was the case, Matt Ryan had three hundred fifty two yards passing in his Colts debut. Jonathan Taylor, big game for him. 161 yards rushing in the touchdown, but Michael Pittman, like they got again, they got weapons too. With uh, I don't know, that's a, that's a team they they do some weird things. Like remember that Jacksonville game last year, late year, like they just they don't seem to show up when they need to. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they started off yeah. really well last year. I remember. Um, yeah, uh, especially because like I mean, I, I followed them closely because they had that you know hard knocks in season thing and. uh they were like right. they started off really well, and they ended up just having a meltdown last season. A lot of pe- a lot of t- people saw them as a Super Bowl contender like midway through the season because they were coming back and you know uh, over five hundred, and then all of a sudden things just like didn't go their way in the end. So yeah, I think they they definitely have a a, a better uh, situation with the quarterback. I think Matt Ryan could you know do you know continue to do well there, especially with the weapons they got. So yeah, I mean if the Colts do everything right, um, which I mean obviously not a good start. Uh, when it comes to the win loss column, uh, but definitely uh, they have they have the weapons to to you know make something happen in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one more game in the early session, Washington uh, Commanders. We, we don't have to avoid saying their name anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, they they uh, overtook Jacksonville twenty eight twenty two. That was a game that uh, was decided. Mostly late. A lot. Most of the scoring was late. Uh, mm-hmm. Commanders had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jaguars scored ten points of their own in, in that fourth quarter. But uh, Carson Wentz had four touchdowns. They had two interceptions as well. But he threw over three hundred yards. And uh, Antonio Gibson gave him a nice uh, performance. Combined rushing and receiving, and uh, Terry McLaurin got a nice. Uh, 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 Couple of couple of score, a couple of receptions with him in the score. Uh, they uh, saw some uh, Jahan Dotson. I, I saw him mentioned on the timeline a bit, a uh, couple times, and he had two touchdowns. You know, he had, he had three receptions for forty yards, but two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's a, a rookie receiver there that looks like some people looks like people are high on. So uh, you know, yeah, good for, good for Washington. They, you know, uh, I don't know about. Struggling so much against Jacksonville, but Jacksonville, you know, they seem to have a, you know, they've regained some pulse, you know, now that they're past 
all that mess from last year. So, you know, we'll see uh, how things develop with those teams going forward. And uh, right quick before we wrap up uh, the last games, the game's currently in action, like I said. Uh, Green Bay and Minnesota heading towards halftime right now, 10-0. Minnesota's up. Uh, Titans, who I almost mixed up with the Texans a minute ago, actually are up 13-0 on the Giants. That They didn't pull the trigger there with the quarterback change, did they? Yeah, uh, Tannehill still starting. Or Tannehill? Oh, no, the Titans. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah they, they Tannehill still starting. Yeah. And uh, it actually pretty decent stop for him. 17, 117 pass yards in the touchdown. Uh, so they, you know, they're beating up on the Giants, which should be a uh, commonality uh, in their games this year. The Chargers are beating up on the Raiders, 17-3. And uh, Chiefs. Oh you no! Know, doing well against the Cardinals, twenty to seven. And we still got uh Bucks, Buccaneers, and Cowboys mm-hmm. tonight, and uh, Broncos and Seahawks on Monday night. Uh, yeah, any anything that you looking forward to? What? And um, now uh, let's go back to Vikings and Pat. Uh, Vikings and uh, Pat. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson got that touchdown back. Uh, he's just scored, and that was seventeen zero. Uh, Minnesota, man, that's oh, that's that's looking a little rough there for for the pack. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean that, that's uh, that's what I was thinking when I was looking at the score. I mean, I'm like, what is going on? And I think also what might be happening, and this is just like from you know seeing a little bit of the game, but maybe you know people quite start to question, you know, the you know not having Devonte Adams, and if that was you know because a lot of a lot of people said, oh, can he live without Devonte Adams and and they did yeah. like you know he made a big deal about hey you know he feels really good about Lazard and nothing to take away from Lazard obviously just one game so far but you know I I don't I don't obviously I don't think anyone sees him as a, a wide receiver like Devonte Adams so we'll we'll see uh, what happens with that but I mean if anything this is you know spells uh, even more uh, trouble for the Bears because of the fact that how this division is starting to shape out and I think as you said the, the Lions are going to be in games. Um, which could cause trouble for the Bears when they play them. The Vikings, you know, I think they're a really good football team. I think, you know, obviously, as long as Kirk Cousins is able to, you know, uh, uh, be able to pull out those big games, you know, and pull out those, you know, t- big touchdowns late in the game, Aaron Rodgers always going to be Aaron Rodgers. So this, this division is going to be really interesting. And I think it's, this happening is just going to, you know, cause even more of a stir when it comes to the NFC North. Yeah. I mean, co- look, trying to cover Justin Jefferson two times a year—that's not what you want. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as a as any any defense, and um, you know, I, again, I keep thinking about next next Sunday night, man. The Bears, mm-hmm. man, they gonna they might be walking into a bus saw up in Lambeau, <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll see how it go. Maybe 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 they're right for the picking too. You know, mm-hmm. that you know defensively maybe. You know they 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 may there's probably more issues on defense for their team than mm-hmm. even on offense. You know, but it's not good, of course, to have a, a shutout in the first half. But hey, the Bears were able to get over there. You know, <laughs> no reason why Aaron Rodgers can't. So uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a been a pretty fun and interesting uh, week one of the NFL season. Uh, well, crazy stat there, Jefferson, 158 yards compared to 101 total for Green Bay uh, so far in that game. So, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy this second half. Mm-hmm. You know, the rain is cleared up. I think if if the Vikings keep whooping on these Packers like this, I think I'm gonna yeah, have a pretty good rest of this afternoon here. Uh, you know, uh, we you know this is a uh, like I said, where we gonna try to do this every uh, after every game. Pro- but I, and as I say that, we 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 might not do it <laughs> after next week's game, given that it's the late Sunday game. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if we do expect the unexpected from us, so if we do, just uh, check, just keep you no, know, just follow our Twitter and our YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube War Media, and you know, whenever we do go live, you'll see, uh, you know, you'll get some sort of notice and everything, and you'll see uh when we do go live. But we, you know, uh, our, we're getting back to expanding our uh, NFL coverage here. You know, Saul is. It's great. I met Saul last year covering the Bears at Soldier Field, and I'm very lucky, you know, through a, a couple of different things happening to be able to have him of use for War Media this year. So, you know, thank you, brother, and, uh, you know, look forward to working with you throughout the rest of this season and and, and on and on and on. And, uh, you know, like we'll be uh, – I guess, you know, Saul will likely put, uh, you know, when we lay out our regular coverage for the rest of the year, Saul will have uh, another recap show of his own uh, coming out early in the week, uh, as well as, uh, you know, three and out our, our traditional recap column on the Bears games. Uh, you know, you can look for that uh, on Mondays, as well as uh, I'm going to put out my Monday, I'm I'm not doing my Monday night means show regularly. I still may do some specials, but I'm going to do a Monday morning means column uh, going forward. Uh, so look for that tomorrow, and uh, look, as well as three and out on the Bears. Uh, you know, our, as we say, our final piece on the bed. Those will be on our uh, a. Uh, uh, war ready Substack. I, keep, I I never always I always have trouble coming up with Substack <laughs> on its own. I don't know. I never never think of Substack, but it's War Ready. Uh, search for War Ready on Substack, and that's where you get all of our uh, you know our contra- our nice original writing there, opinions and reporting. Uh, you know from guys like Saul and Josh Hicks. And uh, and myself, you know, we uh, try to provide cool stuff on there uh, from different angles and angles that are not always as obvious as some of the other stuff that people provide y'all. But uh, yeah, keep look look out for that stuff on Substack. Uh, look out for uh, I say saw. Uh, we should be we should have another NFL show that we'll do uh, as well during the week. Look out for that. And um, also, you know, Saul does that bat podcast uh, through uh, the remainder of the baseball season. Him and Miles uh, doing a great job with that. We really appreciate the work you've been doing throughout the baseball season uh, on that. So if you want, I say we had a little baseball uh, thing (laughs) that we incorporated here today. So you got a little taste of that. And, uh, you know, if you want some more of that baseball talk, especially now with the Sox showing some life. You know, mm-hmm. uh, try to keep up uh, with that. You know, uh, with Saul, they give you some great baseball talk there. Other shows, uh, Running with War, 
Second City Sports uh, that we you know uh, you can stream uh, live stream that on uh, uh, Sports Zone Chicago, but we have the podcast version of that that we put out. Uh, the that Davis Show uh, put out uh, put that out with Ken Davis and everything. So yeah, just keep rocking with us, man. That's uh, on our Anchor uh, podcast platform, Anchor. Uh, war me anchor.fm uh, slash war media. Uh, so really a lot of ways to keep up with us and what we're doing. Uh, show love and uh, we'll show it right back. And uh, yeah, this is a great part of the year, man. The uh, football, baseball, pennant races, and everything. Basketball is back around the corner. Uh, we you know we're gonna give you uh, all that you're looking for in there and more. On those on those fronts, so uh, keep up with us, and uh, hope y'all enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the rest, uh, enjoy your week. You know, get off to a good start of the week, and uh, yeah. So, you got anything else you want to add, man? No, yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, having me on, and of course, uh, like you know, bringing me on in general, and yeah, follow you know, definitely follow us on Substack and and uh, and Anchor and all those, and and yeah, look out for our baseball coverage for sure. We're gonna have a uh, postseason preview, you know, as soon as the season ends, you know, with with Chris Pennant and Gabe Wilkins, and try to get more people on there. So definitely check us out there. And, and yeah, uh, anything on on uh, um, Substack in general. Look at our articles and all that, and follow us on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, hey, rock with all, rock with all, yeah. all the homies that mm-hmm. you see on War Programming. Uh, follow them on all their uh, platforms and everything, all their social media. Follow Saul, man. Get his numbers up on social media as well. And uh, yeah, all the uh, shout out to everybody that's on the Bears beat, all the independents, and everybody that's uh, you know doing that thing. Uh, and um, you know, uh, we we we'll have more people on our involved in our Bears coverage. We sort of were just uh, doing this on the flyby, uh, you know, uh, with this week. But we're gonna have more people. Uh, you know, Joe, Joe Tanks will be back. You know, like I said, Ken Davis should be involved with some stuff. Um, and some of our other people, hopefully, Bikina McGee, uh, as well from Second City Sports. Uh, but we, yeah, we'll, and, and some other folks as well. That I'm looking to get involved with our football coverage throughout the year. So, uh, like I say, just keep, just keep up with us. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun. And, uh, this Bears team may be more fun than, than we even, uh, expected, man. So, uh, it should be a good one. Uh, and like I said, another good year to be involved with Bears coverage. And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll be at some games. Like I said, we some like I say some happened this week. I don't know what happened this week, but uh, you know we've been like I said, me and Saul were there last year uh, for our respective platforms, and uh, we expect to be uh, at at games live, uh, bringing you some up uh, up close and personal coverage as well this year. So. Uh, look, definitely look out for that stuff. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll planning on being there for most of the games and and uh, giving you some exclusive content and all all that. But yeah, follow us and uh, make sure to just keep track with all everything we're doing. And like I say, yeah, we'll we'll try to do this every week and and you know give you some more uh, war media coverage on the Chicago Bears. Yeah, rock with uh tick. We had we had across the the, the, oh, yeah. the screen all game man. Tick blitz. You got a promo code that wore five percent off of orders. Uh, you know any type of tickets you can get, man, with tick blitz. You know you, you want to get on some Bears tickets, man. It may be harder to get by the end of the year, man. Uh, you know rock with them. 
and uh, like I say put in that promo code and save you a little bit of money, man. So uh, that's uh, you know, like I say support those who help support us, and uh, you know let's keep it moving, keep it circulating, man. So in the meantime, I'm Kyle Means. That's Saul Rodriguez. Sir. We uh, give you a <laughs> send you off on a good one. Have a good one and keep on bearing down.